in prison, Jack makes an important decision. They say this place is a college. Well, I want to go to school. So you want to know about burglar laws, huh? You never know when precision acrobatics will come in handy. So you want to know about second story work, huh? Yeah. And any lock can be picked if you got the right tools and the right touch. Back on the outside, Jack begins his battle against criminals beyond the law. Using every trick of the trade he learned so well at his crime school. While he seems to be a playboy interested in nothing but pleasure and romance, Jack Cole is a crusader against crime. When he's about to close in, he leaves his calling card. Anyone who gets it knows his number is up. Sword of Justice. Bad news for criminals, great news for viewers. Hi, everybody. Here we are, breaking fun and joy to all the listeners. Well... Not so much this week. I'm angry. I'm angry at everything. I can't get rid of it. Everything's getting my goat. Sometimes that happens to all of us. Could it be the weather? It usually is. I gotta blame something, and I'm gonna be blaming everyone and everything today on an all-new podcast that starts right now. Well, it's a, yes, it is an all-new podcast, and I'm doing it from the bedroom. You know, I love the bedroom because it's a nice, bright, sunny day, finally. But it, like, it wasn't this morning or anything. And really, the weather's just got everybody. If you live on the well, I really, it seems like anywhere you live, Midwest, East Coast, uh, Florida, just rain, 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 rain. And it's great when everybody's like, oh, it's dry. We need the rain. We need the rain. Well, who cares? I think I'd rather be parched than go through this nightmare of rain. But you know, every once in a while, I remember when I was in junior high, just like rained every day in June, and then it never rained again. So maybe we just gonna just kind of get through it, and then it'll be lovely. I guess that happens once in a while. I don't think that's due to climate change. It's just a a weather pattern. Sometimes it rains for a month, and you just go about your business and do the best you can, because there's nothing else you can do. Now look at me being all positive right now, because I gotta tell you, yesterday, Monday, the weekend. Very angry, very angry, and I'm pretty sure I know why, because I hadn't been angry in a long time. Very angry, very suicidal, very uptight about everything, but I do have to say that a lovely day like today makes me feel a lot better. So it's just me and Selena today. And uh, our guest last week, uh, Mr. Scott Gorstein, was uh, delightful. However, you know, when I hear it back, I'm just like, what's, what's with this? What, everything's so secretive with this guy. Everything's so secretive. That's his one flaw. Everything's so secretive. If you can see the uh, facial expressions he's making to me, I'm like, so what's up with Michael Feinstein 
And uh, Liza, and he's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're ruining everything. I, I don't, you know, sometimes I wonder if he's even Liza Minnelli's publicist. I'm positive he is. But, you know, everything's so secretive. Everything I say is so, you say, oh, well, I, I, I guess I could tell you. I don't understand. I don't know. I, you know, on this podcast, we just like people to be forthcoming and honest. And I don't want it any other way. And that's the name of that tone. So you listen to me, Miss Scott Gordstein. You either better get with the program or you're out. You understand what I'm saying to you? Still, though, a fun podcast for all. Uh, I feel like I cursed too many times. I was upset with myself about that. But other than that, uh, what are you going to do? Now, I am recording this a week in advance for when it comes out. I'm a week ahead of myself, which is always good. That's because um, when we have the next one, it'll be after uh, I have the Big Brothers Big Sisters benefit program at Gotham. Uh, and that's I think that's the reason why I was trying to catch up a little bit because uh, I know I'd be busy that day or that week. So... I'm a little ahead of myself, so this will be coming out after the Tonys when Ben Platt uh, accepts his award and um, maybe after a couple of other things. So right now, uh, it'll be after uh, I do Artie, open for Artie in Atlantic City, so I'll tell you all that, unfortunately, the week after, and I apologize. But um, I don't know. You know, uh, like I said, I'm always so confused. I'm like, do I tape on Do I record on the weekends? But I've been busy over the weekend, so... I don't know. Now I'm taping on my usual Wednesday when I would normally put this out the next day. I don't know what I'm doing. I am just trying to keep putting out the material because that is the bottom line. Isn't that a line from Cocktail? Because that's the bottom line. I am the world's first yuppie poet. I'm positive that's from Cocktail, but I I don't know if I, I don't think I have it anywhere, but it's a classic and then he's like, and people like the cocktails I make, the Alabama Slammer, the Sex on the Beach, the Ding-a-Ling. The Ding-a-Ling? What are we doing? Let's move on. Ah, now. Um, okay, how do we get into this today? I am, uh, yes, I'm very angry. I'm very upset. I have been very angry because... Uh, mostly, I think I found that I'm not going to be in season two of Crashing, and that made me very upset. I remember when I said, well, you know, if I wasn't in it, then I got to be thankful for at least I was in something. But I'm upset about it. I found out they wrote a part for me and Sarah, and then Sarah can't do it. And I guess I'm linked to her. And what are you going to do? You know, I can't be mad at her or anything. I'm not mad at anybody, really. I'm just mad at myself because I stink, I guess. I just wanted to be a part of something because it was great to be a part of that. Uh, it made me feel good going to, you know, the cellar. We've talked about all this already. So, you know, I guess that all kind of came flashing back when it's not completely over yet. Maybe there's still a chance, but right now it's not looking too good. Uh, I guess we'll see. Maybe there'll be something. But it was upsetting me all week. And um, I was just very angry and lashing out at people. And it started all... On Thursday when I heard, you know, I went to watch the game at the, the Wings place. And, and, you know, I shouldn't be going to the Wings place now. You know, I think that's aggravating me. I, you, you can't take those wings. I should be going there tonight. But I can't, I, I, you know, I, I do it once a week between September and January. And that's too much. You know, it's just too much. But they're so delicious and it's so much fun. But when I've been doing this, the games don't start till 9. I get out at 6 o'clock. So we're doing double the drinking. 
and that's not good. You know, then I just, you know, the next day is a, is a disaster. Um, I was angry at that. And then I think I spilled beer all over you know, my friend Mary. I was really upset about that. I was just so angry the next day, you know, because that had happened. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not practicing enough. I'm not doing enough comedy because I thought I was going to do comedy that night and then do it. And the week before I had done it and I really bombed and it was really bad. And I'm opening for Artie on, you know, I've, when you hear this, I'll have already done it. But I'm upset with myself because I need practice. And I got these nice gigs coming up and I, I just haven't been practicing. And I feel like I'm going back to my old ways and I'm not performing over the weekends. You know, I'm just going out and partying again. And it's not cool. I, I thought I'd get more spots at the New York Comedy Club and I put in my avails like they told me to, but they haven't given me anything. Probably saw my last performance last Thursday, and that was probably an issue. So I had something this Thursday, but then I just canceled it because I'm, I'm finally going to, I think, ESPN. See what they're doing. They've canceled like three times. It's like really annoying, and I'm like, they're not interested in anything. Why am I letting myself do this? But So everything is, it feels like everything's falling apart when everything was going kind of well, you know? Like So Saturday, I went to the track, the racetrack, you know, for my friend Joe's, uh, his daughter's memorial, um, you know, and I, I, I was just angry. I, I was angry at everything. You know, I, I, I got there like an hour later than I wanted, even though I got there like an hour before the race. But I don't know. I wanted to get there like 11 o'clock. I got there because it's so complicated to get out of the city. It's so complicated to put everything together, get the car, you know, get out of the city. Everything is so complicated. So I'm always going to be an hour behind. And then like we were under this tent and there was water coming over like the tent, like it was stuck there from the rain. And I'm like, what are these people, idiots? Why don't they, you know, put a broom handle up here, make sure all that water is gone. They have to know that it stays up there after a rain. Make sure it's all gone so the water doesn't fall on people. Um the guy was making burgers. Once, once I find, you know, once I finally decide to eat in front of people, then I want everything there. And the guy like ran out of burgers, so I was pissed about that. And the guy was just sitting around. You know, those people that work at the track are all degenerate, so they're gambling themselves, and they're con- they're not concentrating on their jobs. You can't blame them. I don't think I could do it either. They're all degenerates. And that guy making the burger, and the burgers were hard. Once I finally had them, it was it was horrible. I was so pissed off, and then. You know, we have these raffles, and the guy uh, the guy that won all this stuff, especially the one thing I wanted when somebody put together, like, a bunch of lottery tickets, or one, he won everything. Guy wasn't there, and he wasn't there. So I was getting annoyed at that, and I was like, no, he's a good friend. And I'm like, oh, who cares? He's not the – what fun is it if somebody wins a raffle and they're not there? That's, like, the most anticlimactic thing because the same thing's going to happen at Big Brothers. We're like, oh, we're going to have to find out whose it is, you know. It's just so anticlimactic. You want everybody to be there so you can have the jubilation and the joy. It ruins it. And this guy won like five things. It just, oh, it's just making me in a worse mood and a worse mood. And I'm thinking, oh, and then Cousin Frankie said, he's like, yeah, we'll all hang out after on Saturday night. You know, we'll all hang out. And he had no plans on doing that whatsoever. I don't know what he was talking out of his ass, I guess. And he had no plans. His girlfriend was like, nah, I got up his fiance. I got up. Pay- now I'm not going to that wedding. Now I'm doing my Wolfgang's thing, and that's that. I ain't going to that wedding now. I'm finished. He's like, now nah, we'll get a couple people together. I'm like, yeah, there was nothing. There's nothing. 
Well, let me tell you something. Maybe everybody else has got stuff to do, but I don't got nothing to do, and I was counting on that. So then I just went to the, uh, you know, the beach, and um, my friend uh, Dave Velli, you know, from the cabana, uh, was there. Him and his wife, they were very kind, and uh, we just sat on the terrace, and then it got nice. But I was still angry. I was just angry. I could tell I was just angry. And then they're like, let's get some ribs, and I'm like, you know, it doesn't sound too bad, you know. So they took this to a place, you know, that we ate in too, which I like, because I wanted to get a bit early, because I wanted to get an early start there. You know, at the beach, you want to get an early start. And we watched the hockey game, which was kind of great, the Predators game, uh, you know, because I got a bet on that the Predators going to win the series, and I thought I was completely screwed, you know, when they lost to up. Now it's totally evened up. Predators are looking good. We got to see what happens when they go to Pittsburgh. They, they've all won on their own home court, so we'll see what happens. If the Predators, I think, win in Pittsburgh, I think they win it all. If Pittsburgh wins, I think Pittsburgh wins because if you're winning on your home ice, then Pittsburgh will win uh, because it does. Game seven will be in Pittsburgh. Uh, but I was just so angry, and then I and then I went to bed, and uh, I was watching the uh, Joey Bishop show was on. I don't know, you know, I didn't know what the channels were, where his TV is, where I sleep. And uh, that was an interesting show. That's from, like, the 60s, I guess. You know, before I was born, but I remember hearing about it. I'd never seen it. Do you know that the premise is, uh, you know, I I kept looking it up because I was fascinated. The premise is he's a publicist to, I guess, celebrities, and he lives with his mother and his brother and sister. But he's older, you know, so that's kind of, that's a fun premise. But then I read that they changed it the second season where he's um, like the host of a talk show. I, I, I kind of, I got to say, I think I like the other premise. that I have never seen that before. And that seems so interesting. The first season of shows, he's working for a publicist, but he lives with his mother and his brother and sister, like who, you know, one of them, I think her sister might be married and they all live together. That's, I'm trying to think if I'd seen that before. That was an interesting, very interesting concept. I remember he was one of the Rat Pack guys. Uh, he's a strange-looking guy. He was a strange dude. Um, he had his own show, and he was, you know, not attractive, which again makes me say, why don't I have a show? Hello! I think that's the problem why I'm not on Crashing. I'm obviously too attractive uh, to be on the show or too tiny. I don't think fat is an issue, but obviously I look so, you know, that was the worst part. Not only am I fat and bald, but I look like I'm about four foot two compared to Steve Agee and Pete Holmes. So it's like it just gets even worse. You're already feeling bad about yourself because you're fat and bald. And then you're also like four foot two. I mean, that that stinks. But anyway, I woke up that day and uh, Dave was playing the Jim Norton show. And I, I could hear it in the other room. And they interviewed Taylor Hackford, which is so really interesting because... Uh, it was a great interview. I want to listen to the whole thing again. He was talking about he's a, you know, really cool director who directs a lot of different kind of thing. I think he directed Officer and a Gentleman and I'm missing. Oh, and um, I think he did a Rolling Stones piece or something. No, a Chuck Barry, Chuck Barry documentary. And he was talking about what a dick Chuck Barry was. So now I want to see. I think it's what is it called? All Hail Rock and Roll, I think. And he directed The Devil's Advocate. And he was talking about um, filming, uh, you know, when they film and everything's got, that's right on 57th Street. I guess that's right by my house. That's kind of cool. 
or I, I don't think I, I think I did live here then. I, I can't believe it didn't annoy me uh, when they had to tow all the cars and everything. Or maybe I didn't know. I don't know. But remember, I never mind when they tow cars or film something if it's a movie that's worthwhile. And I like The Devil's Advocate a lot. So I'm okay with that. But then we wake up there and we take a nice bike ride to get bagels in the morning, like on the boardwalk at the beach. It, it's so pleasant that we sit there and eat. And I'm like, I got to say, I'm like, I'm like, Dave, this is the time that I dream of when I'm sitting at my office, sitting right here on a beautiful day in the summer on the beach, just having a quiet moment and then going to the cabana and just hanging out. It wasn't a good beach day, but that cabana is awesome. So then we, you know, we got really wasted. Uh, we almost finished a bottle of tequila and I was having beer and we were just hanging out. All right, this is what happened. And I was having a good time and we were hanging out with this other guy from the cabana who's like our age and he seemed okay. I thought he stayed a little long, but that's all right. And uh, then I started air guitaring because I was really wasted, but having a really good time. And Dave's wife started videotaping it now normally i don't like when people tape i don't i don't like the phone thing i don't like when my manager does it i don't like people to videotape i don't mind a photo i just don't like being videotaped doing stupid stuff i don't like it i don't like it at all it like kind of ruins the moment you know you know what i mean or or maybe i'm just too old but i just don't like it and i don't want people to post it and i don't want to look foolish but i gotta say we were having a really good time and i was really enjoying myself and I was really glad that this was on tape. And then it turned out she fucked up and she didn't tape it because she's an idiot and she didn't record it. And I was and I. I got I got really upset, like really upset about it. I was I was wasted, you know, and I got really upset about something stupid. And I'm like, God, the first thing I wanted to record, I can't believe it didn't tape. You know, I tried to let it go, whatever. But then she made it worse because she was trying to relive the moment. Capture again. I'm like, Start. no, no, no. Then she pulled out like a different format, like an iPad. I'm like, Get, just stop. Stop. You can't recreate the moment. Just stop videotaping shit. Because then I was getting angry. And then she finally snapped a picture of me eating a sub. And I'm like, I, then I flipped. I flipped. I threw the food in her face. And I ran out of the cabana like a little girl. I, swear, I was so, I was, I was hammered. And I, and I was just, I was like, I'm out of here. And I ran away. And then she followed me, screaming my name. And then as we were arguing at the beach, and I kept saying, like, you hurt my feelings. <laughs> it was such a pussy. I don't know, because I, I wanted to say something else, but I'm, like, still remembering. It's my friend's why I don't want to be rude. But I was really angry. I just needed to get out of there. Maybe that was just my way to get out of there. But I was, I don't know. You know, I told you, I have been angry. I'd been on the edge. I was going to yell at somebody you know, sooner or later, it was going to blow. And then the cops stopped us. The cops stopped us because we were yelling. They're like, hey, we understand there's a disturbance. And, and then we, the two of us looked like idiots, you know. And, and then she identified herself. Everybody knows her in town, so it was cool. But it, it was weird. Like the guy, I, I couldn't believe it was happening. I thought it was some sort of joke because uh, we weren't yelling. I wasn't raising my voice or anything. But, oh, so embarrassing that the cops stopped us like we were having a lover's spat. Oh, so humiliating. And then I just went back to the house, and I put my stuff together, and then I ate something. I had something to drink, like an iced tea. I read this comic book I bought, and I just had to sober up a little bit because then I had to go to the Prudential Center so I could see The weekend. 
you know? What? I was at a concert like this? What the hell was I doing there? ever pick up This is the song you know. This I know. She told me don't worry about it. She told me don't wake your neck. Try to get to the Here we go. Crowd's going crazy. Woo! But this is like a hit, you know, like and stuff. The rest of the stuff was like, yeah, I fucked two bitches before you got here. Like those are the I'm like, what? what that's what it is it was you know rap but it's not rap but um you know i was trying to listen to it on the way there so i could be like yeah yeah this is gonna be you know i took ashley as a you know birthday present and i have to say it was pretty good i gotta say the weekend he's okay I mean, I I was kind of blown away by him in the sense that he just came out. You know how like they all the everybody has a walkway now where you can go right into the center of the the arena. This is that the Prudential Center? And he was in that center arena in that strip the entire show. He just performed in the middle of the arena the entire show. He had a three-piece band on the regular stage, you know how like most people, like I'm going to see Tom Petty and Hall and Oates, they ain't doing that. They're going to be on their regular stage where you either have a good seat or you don't. But everybody has a good seat if you perform in the middle, almost in the round. And he just had a three P. He had a guitar, he had a bass player, and a drum. I mean, he must have had a computer somewhere, but it wasn't on stage. So it was stripped down, no special effects, no crazy lighting or anything. It was just him singing. And it was cool. Uh, you just don't expect that anymore, you know? And the crowd was loving every minute of it. Like, I, I don't think there would be one person that left there disappointed. And he performed for, like, an hour 20 or something like that, a couple of opening bands. And uh, it was, I got to say, it was quite impressive. But the best part was, I guess, um, Kendall, is it Kendall Jenner? Her boyfriend came out, this guy ASAP Rocky. And there were two black kids in our, We were. I was in the suite, you know, and there were two black kids in there. I don't know how they got in there. No, I, I don't know. They, they were young black kids. But when this guy came out, they were so excited. I, I've never seen joy like that before. They were so excited. I don't even know who this guy is, but he's dating Kendall Jenner. 
And they were like those two guys. You ever seen the movie Little Nicky? And those two guys that love metal. And then when they finally get to hell, they're like so excited that they can just listen to metal forever. And they're just like chest bumping and so excited. That's what these kids were like when this guy comes out. And remember, every rap song opens like this. Uh-huh. Yeah. They never start. <laughs> and then, you know, and those kids are so happy. And I'm like, what the? Oh, my ears. This. Oh, I never. Bitches have my fucking problem. I can't believe I was so worried last week about using the F word. What's the matter with me? I, I guess I'm not hip enough. This this seems, uh, I don't know, <laughs> racist and, and, and very anti-women. What the hell am I worried about? I was talking about like uh, rape and everything last week. I'm like, this it's not half as bad as this one particular song, which we know is most rap songs. But anyway, whatever the case may be, the guy like uh, the weekend just had this guy come out and sing two songs. And people were just going crazy. And these two kids, I mean, they were so happy that, you know, you were just like, well, they're so that, that's what made it, you know, great that they were so happy that this guy came out of nowhere and just was like, oh, my God. But um, my favorite part of the show was this part. The opening opening this is how it opens. And when it, when it, you know, the best part about a show is how they open. And so this was kick ass. Uh oh. Now what's going to happen? Oh, people going crazy. What? He's like, what's up? Fucking Jersey! Fucking, fucking Newark! That's what they were saying. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like I told you. It's a jungle out there. Sometimes I wonder how I have tried to survive. I'm trying to put you in the worst mood. It's got a good singing voice though, right? why I played it is because check this out this is the beginning again right so what am I thinking of when this is playing what am I thinking of what am I thinking of do you know were you there with me do you know
Are you with me? The world is yours, Tony. The world is yours. Yeah. Uh-huh. The motherfucking bitches, what's up? No jersey, I gotta do some fucking with my bitches. You're going to put your fingers in a dike? Huh? Listen, hey, Sosa, I don't tell no one that doesn't have it coming already, you know? Listen, hey, Sosa. Okay, hey, who you calling a little monkey? Sosa. As far as I know, he my friend Angel Kill. I don't trust that guy. I never liked him, I never trusted him. As far as I know, I have my friend Angel Kill. Sounds just like the uh, beginning to... I think that's why I think he ripped it off. I think the weekend ripped off the beginning of, or the ending of Scarface. Scarface. Did you recognize it too, or was it just me? And when it came on, I'm like, he's doing Scarface! He's doing Scarface! So I was already really happy. And then I was like, how dare he rip it off? And then I was angry, and then I'm like, who am I to say about ripping off anything? I'm the king of it. And then all I wanted to hear was this all night. Would I go to a concert that just played this? I believe I would. To just have Al Pacino come on and just do lines from the movie. I think I'd see that a hundred times. Hey, Sasha. <laughs> I don't know what I do. Wow. Your womb is so polluted. You can't even have any kiss. When you do some more coke, put your tongue off your nose. Okay, Mel. Mel. Okay, Mel. I'll see you later. I told you not to fuck with me, Tony. They found the bomb under the car, Tony. I told you not to fuck with me, you little monkey. I like you, Tony. There's no lying in you. I think you and I can do business together. Hey, Chaucer. You got a problem with me? Make a move, man. Okay? Make a move. Let me give you this one then. Oh, wait. Oh, here it is. Yeah, you know it. Push it to the limit. Oh. Got all the way back to 1983. The subject of scar friends is push it to the limit. Yeah. I'm gonna buy you a tiger. Huh? You're like a tiger, okay? And we get married. I'm not gonna let my sister marry Stephen Bauer. But he's not, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit, you cockroach. You cockroach. Listen, I want you to ring at 3 o'clock and you say, we fucked up. Got away, okay? What time are you gonna call? Three o'clock, Tony. All right, don't forget you. Fuck. Yeah. It's got a lovely idea. Push 
closer to the limit. You know, if you if you were a kid and hey, when was this movie made? I wonder if you could just play this song like, oh, it was made in the 80s. Oh, okay, thanks. Hey, listen, I know this guy, Seidelberg. He knows how to launder money. Oh, you're setting up your own deal, huh? Hey, Sasha. Bam, bam. Well, remember I told you I was angry? Well, that song just cheered me up. That's why I was playing it for so long. Sorry about that. If you're sitting there going like, I, I, I've had enough. <laughs> well, I couldn't help myself. But I will tell you this. I got angry again at the end of the concert because uh, Ashley's friend Flo lost her wallet you know if i could just be with one girl one time that doesn't lose a jacket a wallet or a phone after an excellent evening i would like that very much why does my evening always end with somebody a girl yes a girl i'm being sexist losing a wallet phone or jacket rachel feinstein is the worst of the bunch it makes me so happy that when she has a boyfriend that can take care of all that stuff because the night always ends for that guy looking for her jacket, purse, or phone. And this happened again. And I don't want it to happen again. You know, she's got all security looking. And then I look like an idiot because, you know, it's the owner's box. You don't want to look like a fool. And I don't know what she's doing. Where could she have left it? We're in a suite. How do you lose your wallet when you're, you're, you're in the, the one percenter area? You, you know what I mean? How stupid can you be? She wasn't even, we, we had a couple of drinks. I mean, she wasn't even drunk. Oh, it was so frustrating. She was taking selfies of herself the whole time. And now, of course, I can let that go. Who cares? That's what people do. But it was like at the table, like, like nonstop, nonstop. So even when we weren't in the concert, you know, nonstop selfies, nonstop. Just a little too much, you know. And at the end, I just said, Now you know something, Flo. I've had just about enough out of you. I'm not going to take it no more. When we had to go in the suite, I thought that there'd be no problem. No problem. And then you lose your wallet. Where were you? What was you doing in the bathroom? Huh? What was you doing in there? You lose your wallet. And you got everybody going down and working. You piece of shit. I swear to God, you piece of shit. You want to be ashamed of yourself. But there ain't going to be no problem for me. I'm mixing up the genres. I want everyone to know there ain't going to be no problem for me. I want those Rosado brothers dead. The old man had too much wine. I'm mixing up the genres, but I'm doing the same guy. It's Al Pacino, but in a different movie. <laughs> this day is awesome. Yeah, I think we got to get into it. Yeah. Get in! 
Stephen Bauer. Oh, man, you're just a hot man. Yeah, now doing it. It's as if Cheech Marin was in there. Hey, man, you're just a hot man. Listen. No, I'm doing Paul Rodriguez. Listen, man, in my family, we had to have seven people sleep on the couch, man. <laughs> it's not easy growing up in San Diego, man. We had to, my whole family, my cousin, my sister, my brother, his sister and brother, and my cousin, man. I did tell you, man, we had a lot of people sleeping on our couch, man. Take it to the limit. Oh, my God, that's the best song ever. But, yeah, I'll tell you what else uh, cheered me up uh, when I was, like, doing some research for the uh the cast the cast of pod i uh found this show i don't know i you know i you know you know what makes me happy stupid uh net, old network television shows which i'm not into anymore because it's over it's over that's why i haven't been doing it. it's over I, you know it's not like in the old days but this was uh the, what we played up front the fall preview for 1978 i swear to god i printed it out because i've Every show that's on their preview that they thought was going to work, every show, it's not something that lets like it's a, hey, it's the first day, the, a different strokes. It's a, it's going to be a, this little kid, Gary Coleman, and, and, you know, it becomes like a phenomenon. Um, not one show in all of their promos ever made it past a month. And here's a classic. The other one we saw... Uh, was a sword of justice because he knows how prisons work and when criminals are above the law and fans are going to love it. Um, this was one I had never heard of with Joe Namath called Waverly Wonders. The Waverly Wonders. Joe Namath stars in The Waverly Wonders as a new teacher coach whose principal problem is his principal. Oh. Come on, Linda. Perhaps for professional reasons, you ought to call me Ms. Harris. All right, Mr. Casey? Casey? Just plain Casey? I'm easy. I'll bet you are. He's flirting. You know what? I'm really pissed because I would have liked to have seen a show with Joe Namath. Um, I would have watched that every... Well, I guess I didn't. I just you know, Joe Namath is Joe Namath, and he's way cool. And I think this is a year after he retired from the Rams. It's Joe Namath. Don't you think? I, 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 if Peyton Manning was in a show, I'd watch it every day. It's Joe Willie Namath in a television sitcom. It doesn't get any better. Casey winds up teaching more than history. He's also teaching communication. I started out by talking to my dog. You know, sit spot, roll over spot, you know, simple things. Well, that wasn't too hard, so I started talking to people. But Joe's on his own turf when he coaches the Waverly Wonders, and the wonder is how they play basketball at all. I'm here to try out for the team. Perfect. I can't say I'm sorry to see you go, Mr. Casey, but you could at least have the courtesy to give me time to find a replacement. You could replace him with a monkey. <laughs> He's right. Hey, I think that guy talking was that guy from uh, the Bad News Bears who set the team up together, you know? Uh, Buttermaker, do you really think you should be feeding your kids beer? Let him teach history. <laughs> Look, I'm not quitting anything. I just happen to be the kind of guy that can tell when something's not going to work out. 
and this is not going to work out. Bull. What? <laughs> yeah, I said bull. <laughs> That live audience is so into it. You want to know something? You're just a lot of talk. You go out there and you make me stand up in front of class. And then you yell at me in practice and you tell us all that stuff about your dog. Well, you know, I think you're lying. I bet you don't even have a dog. <laughs> and I don't think you even saw Benji. Now, Casey's got a score of... I think I really gave it to him good. Uh, how long is this preview? Can you even imagine in this day and age? ...of his own to settle. So I'm staying. I'll see you around, pinch face. And you be sure to come around and see Joe in the Waverly Wonders. Fridays. Uh, that... I can't... I, it's Joe Namath. He's a living legend. I, I want to see him in a... By the way, I, I... You know, there was a girl at my office. Apparently, she had dinner with Tom Brady last week. I don't know why. Somewhere in Long Island, her uncle knows him. And she had dinner, and I said, you know what? I, I think I'm going to become a Patriots fan. I'm just going to go in all on a Tom Brady. I mean, the Jets stink. I don't feel like rooting for them. They're a horrible organization. They obviously don't care about me. I just want to root for a winning team. And after what he did in the Super Bowl last season you know, in February, a few months ago, I'm not going to forget that anytime soon. That was the greatest thing any of us may ever see. See. And... I don't know. It's like uh, I, I think I feel like I just I just want to root for a winner. That's why I bet on them this year. I'm like, you know, I'm not falling for it. Tom Brady's really good. I'm gonna be a Patriots fan. Screw it. Screw the Jets. And that's like right in their face. What what what, what do I, I what do I got in my life? I want to be a Jets Mets fan. It's not working. It's just one heartache after another. Why do I need extracurricular activities in my life that don't bring joy? You know what I mean? I don't. The Jets aren't going anywhere. They're not going to be like the Cubs. They're not going to win in my lifetime. I say we got to move on. Anyway, um, this promo just got me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, if people are upset with me about this, because um, you know, let's just go with this again. Sorry, uh, I had to do it. So anyway, I was looking at that '78 lineup because in this promo that they had they have things i've never heard now check this one out check this one out how does a college professor know something that we don't oh it's easy he has friends in low places you know i think we got governor bonds <laughs> kelly's got him we don't we got him if we got kelly how would you like to be a united states senator now what's the inducement Fifty-seven thousand dollars per annum why do i sign Anything else you may want. Our next senator is going to be Joseph Josephus Kelly. And there'll be a family waiting for you in Washington, won't there? Grandchildren, a daughter-in-law, and a son. Yes. Who has a high post with the Joint Chiefs of Staff, I understand. That's true. What does he do? Well, he works in the Pentagon, so obviously he doesn't do anything. For Senator Kelly, Mr. President. Yes, well, good luck. Thank you, sir. You know, I think I'm going to like it here. Oh, uh, 
much does he make? Watch out, Washington. Grandpa's on his way. Sword of Justice. Grandpa goes to Washington. It's Jack Albertson. I don't remember that show. Jack Albertson uh, is like a retired, I don't know what the hell he is, and then he becomes a senator. Grandpa goes to Washington. Does anybody remember that one? I don't remember. I mean, these all left. That's why I had to look it up. I'm like, I've, I've never heard of any of these shows. So I'm looking at 1978 for NBC only. And Sunday, they, 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 I think they had just gotten the wonderful world of Disney. Now, nobody's got 60 minutes. It's still the powerhouse. It's unbelievable. It was uh, the number six show of the year. All in the family. These were all on Sunday nights back then for some reason. And uh, I don't know why. Anyway, NBC on Monday had no new shows because they had the Little House on the Prairie, but it still wasn't like MASH was the number seven show on CBS on Mondays. Um, Welcome Back, Cotter was already, I think, fading out. It, it, you know, it was kind of is it, so. But Tuesday nights were owned by ABC. So NBC was trying. This is why they were trying. Grandpa goes to watch. That's probably why I never heard of it before. NBC tried to go against Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley, which were number one and three, with Grandpa Goes to Washington. Somebody had to have gotten fired over that. How do you... How, what, what are you thinking? You're trying to replace the one and three shows, Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley, with Laverne and Shirley number one at the time, with a 30 <laughs> rating... Happy Days are the 28. Laverne and Shirley, more popular than Happy Days. And you're trying to replace it with Grandpa Goes to Washington. The number two show comes on right after, which was Three's Company. And then Taxi. And then even at 10 o'clock in the spring, the Ropers were the number eight show. NBC had nothing. Nothing. It's so messed up. So I guess they... So then they in this promo thing, they have Dick Clark's live website. Hi, I'm Dick Clark. You're going to love this brand new show we've got coming up that's going to take retro footage and new footage and combine it all together. I mean, I never heard of that. Dick Clark's Live Wednesday. That's what it was called. And they couldn't even beat Eight is Enough on ABC. And then they, and then they were trying, uh, I guess we'll put on a movie because they couldn't beat Charlie's Angels. ABC was the shit back then. I mean, they just had it going on. Even on Thursday night, Mork and Mindy was the number three show. It was tied with Happy Days. And then and then the number five show, Angie, with uh, Donna Peskow, I think, from uh, Saturday Night Fever. And they also had Barney Miller and Soap. That's ABC, so NBC... I don't know what they... They, I, I, they had... Oh, they had the new show, Web which I guess was uh, probably ahead of its time, but I never heard of it. But then, of course, they had my favorite show, which I got to get a clip of, David Cassidy, Man Undercover. Now, that's the show that I've been... I I, I got I to redo it. David Cassidy, Man Undercover. That's what it was called. After the Partridge Family ended, he did a crime drama called David Cassidy, Man Undercover, and he went undercover. David Cassidy went undercover in costume. I'll never forget it. Because, you know, I was definitely going to watch because it's David Cassidy. Why wouldn't I watch David Cassidy? I'm a big Partridge Family fan. I'm probably the perfect age for I'm like, oh, I got to see what David Cassidy's doing. He was undercover. First of all, he's a horrible actor. And he's going to be undercover. Well, that's what I need to do. Why am I not doing that right now? Why am I not David Juskow, man undercover? Like, oh, David Juskow. What's, what's the thing I call when I'm, uh, 
uh, un- oh shit, what do I call it when I'm in all those photos? Fo- unidentified man. David Jessica, unidentified man. That's when I'm in all the Sarah photos. Sarah Silverman and unidentified man. You know what beat out David Cassidy man on cover? Barnaby Jones. But ABC was the major powerhouse. And on, so on Friday nights, they try to put the Waverly Wonders, the Joe Namath show. That bombs in a second. And then they come up with different strokes, which lasts for like eight years. And then I think Scott Bayo and Who's Watching the Kids, I think that was him and Karen Kay, who was so hot. And then Hello, Larry. Oh, my God. They, they, they tried. Oh, but they had the Rockford front. And then they had this, the Eddie Capra mysteries. I don't know who that was. I just saw the promo the other day. What I'm saying is NBC was trying everything and nothing. They couldn't beat the Dukes of Hazard or Dallas on a Friday. The Eddie Capra mystery. I never heard of any of the promotions they had. 1978 for NBC was a complete wash. And then Saturday night. Uh, you know, they, maybe they got lucky with chips. And then they tried that sort of justice to take on, you know, uh, Carol Burnett and, and Fantasy Island. Sort of justice. And a, it's a criminal. It's above the law. Oh, my God. I was just, I, I had to look. I was just like, there's not one show in here that ever made it. I wonder who was in charge back then. It's quite fascinating. Somebody made a lot of money to come up with those promos, and all of them are bad. Like, not one looks interesting, except for the Joe Namath one, because what's well, Joe Namath? And he was the king of the world at the time. And that was 10 years removed from the Super Bowl. I think I, I would put uh, Peyton Manning in a sitcom. So Ariana Grande uh, did her concert again, which was so awesome. She was so smart. You know, she had that horrible tragedy that happened in Manchester. And then, like, what, two weeks later, she came back and did a concert. She didn't delay. She could have pulled a Kathy Griffin. She could have pulled a Kathy Griffin and been like, boo-hoo, everybody hates me. I, I'm ruined. And she just can't. You got to respect it. She came back, put on a concert, didn't, like, dress. When it was Because I was noticing she didn't dress. She was just in jeans, didn't try and go over the top, just put on a concert for the fans. They had a whole bunch of people asked Katy Perry and Justin Bieber to like a really good concert and did it like right away. Smartest move ever. Try to just shove it in, you know, uh, terrorist faces and just like do it. Do it right away. Don't wait on it. You know, have the morning period, but also mourn with everybody else. Very smart. I don't know whether, you know, I'm sure somebody told her that, but still remember, let's say somebody was advising her what to do. She still has to make her own decision, and she's still a little girl. You know, I mean, she's still like only in her twenties. That's a tough. That's a really tough thing to overcome, knowing that this happened at one of your concerts, knowing it hit little girls at your concert. I mean, these assholes, and and then you know you. you I mean, are we wrong? We just want. And then Donald Trump says we got to do the the ban again. I mean, I don't know. Am I? Of course, I'm with it. I just somebody's got to do something and nobody's doing anything. I I like that he's calling them out. I don't Am I crazy? Is it just me? I know all the people I'm with are like, oh, we're doing. 
I don't know. Let's put the ban on. Let's see what happens. If you're coming from these countries where there's a lot of trouble, give them an extra look. That's all That's all we're saying, right? Because you're killing kids? What the fuck is the matter with you? What the hell is the matter with these people? For what? Because we don't particularly care about their religion? They're so jealous. That's all it is. It's a complete jealousy. They're like, I don't like that everybody's having fun. It's like me. I'm just jealous of everything. But fortunately, I don't go out. I just want to kill myself. And I don't want to take out anybody with me. Unless it's a bunch of these uh, jihadists who I'd like to take out. And I'd like to really, um, you know, I want to do something about it. I'm very angry about that too. You know, you want somebody to take a stance. I don't know, are, are we doing enough? How about this? How about this? And, you know, speaking of which, they got this, this idiot... This Oscar Lopez Rivera, they, they, they're going to honor him at the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Finally, everybody pulled out. The guy's a terrorist. Okay, he's not a jihadist. He was a terrorist in the 70s and 80s trying to fight for freedom for Puerto Rico. I don't even know what that's about. But I would, he's responsible for 100 bombings. He just got out of jail. For some reason, Clinton pardoned him. They pardoned this terrorist in our own country. This guy's walking around. He's like, thanks, I did my jail time. Hey, hey, how are you? How are you? He's a terrorist. They were going to, this stupid Puerto Rican Day Parade, it's got to be stopped. Look what they're doing. They're like, oh, this guy's a freedom fighter. He bombed a bunch of places here in the United States. And I'll tell you why I'm angry. Because I remember that one bombing he did at 54 Pearl Street. Because it was possible he almost killed one of our favorite listeners, my Aunt Judy. I'll never forget that day that this douchebag bombed 54 Pearl Street and we were all worried about Aunt Judy who worked at 60 Broad Street. Not alone, you know, never, regardless of the, the, the fact that, I don't know what word I'm looking for, that she used to bring me and my sister there to her job and we almost got bombed by terrorists in 1975. I mean, when does that happen? And I'll never forget that day. I remember it all the time. I remember it all the time. Aunt Judy's coming and she goes, I don't know. That day I just took a different way home from work. Something told me to take a different way home from work. I think about it all the time. Every time I change my trajectory home from work, I think about this fucking douchebag and his bombing in 1975 that killed four people and injured dozens. What? They're, they're, this guy's a freedom fighter? You're having a march down Fifth Avenue where I live? He's a terrorist just like these other assholes. What the hell is the matter with you people? And get this, this Lin-Manuel, this fucking douchebag. He's like, he's like, oh, please bring him home. He's talking about this guy. President of the United, why you still have time? He, he was talking to, to, to Obama. And Bernie Sanders said the same thing. You guys are idiots. This guy killed people by bombing. And you're all like, ah, it's 35 years ago. He's cool. It, it, it's it's like the Wonder Woman movie and how and how they're they're trying to tone it down. They don't have her dressed as um there was a woman in the paper saying, Where's the red, white, and blue? Where's the red, white, and blue? They're toning it down because people aren't as into America anymore. She's going to fight Nazis in the movie. The worst people ever created. 
and and they're toning it down because they don't want Germans to get upset. Oh no, we oh we don't want Germans to get upset. That's thirty five percent of our revenue. And they've done that before. They did it with that stupid imitation game movie. They toned it down the World War II backdrop to appease the Germans. And I'll never forget when they did that Pearl Harbor to appease the Japanese. Oh, we don't. We're going to make it a love story because oh, we don't want to make the Japanese feel bad. Are what is happening? You know, that's wonderful that 50 years later we can forgive the Japanese, which I guess we have because they are our friends and we like their restaurants. But let's not forget they bombed our country. They're the first people before the, uh, you know, these uh, Muslims, the the 9-11 shit, to bomb our own country. The Japanese did it. Oh, but let's say, oh, well, let's not make them feel bad about that. Come on. That was a long time ago. Was it? Because I know it was in our parents' lifetime that it happened. It was in Aunt Judy's lifetime when it happened. And it was only like 20 years before I was born. So that's not that far. And that's when the Nazis were around. Oh, but let's appease the Germans. Because, oh, I feel bad for them. Because their grandparents were Nazis, not them. Well, fuck you. Oh, we don't want to make Wonder Woman seem like she really hates Nazis. Well, you're damn right I'm mad. I'm mad about everything. You're right. Everything's bothering me. Can you believe what I just told you about that Puerto Rican guy? Look this guy up. Oscar Lopez Rivera. They're letting this terrorist walk around. He's going to be marching this Sunday. After you hear this, the past Sunday on Fifth Day, it's going to ruin my day because the Puerto Rican parade is a disaster. And this terrorist is going to be walking around. Hey, how you doing? I did my time. How are you? Yeah, I killed those people, but it was for freedom. And here he is in our country just walking around. You believe this? You believe this? So if Donald Trump wants to put a ban on all this crap, well, I'm for it. Because look what we're doing. Look what we're doing. Look at what Bill Clinton and, 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 and Obama and Lyndon Manuel. Yeah, no, no, let's release it. No, he's a freedom fighter. Well, you're looking at it differently. You're looking at it differently. You're seeing him as a freedom fighter. Well, that's delightful. Well, you know what? Then and, and the people that made Wonder Woman like, well, we're seeing the Nazis as a very disturbed people. I guess they were on the spectrum when they killed all those people. God damn it, this is ridiculous. Look at what's happened to us. No wonder Donald Trump won. There's people like me out there that are like, what? We're just let's just let it all go. Until everybody's dead and everybody's seen as, as a freedom fighter. Are we seeing the people that killed everybody at the hour on the ground? Is that a freedom fighter? I guess in his country he is. If you kill somebody, you're not a freedom fighter. You're an asshole. Now, I know we can look at that, you know, the opposite way for us because we're killing. You know, we got to go in. We got to kill these people that are suicide bombers and all that kind of stuff because they do have hate and horribleness on their mind. We're trying to protect people i guess you know they can look at it a different way but anything we're going about it all wrong so this guy it's a little personal i remember that bombing i'll never forget it i think about it every day when i take a new way a new walk from home that bomb almost killed my aunt judy my favorite aunt because you know how i feel about my uh my mother's uh, family and that stupid uncle my least favorite aunt and uncle so they almost killed off my favorite aunt. And then they're going to let him march in the parade. You mother, I swear to God, 
Well, let's talk about something that is going to cheer me up before we leave, and that would be Bill Cosby. <laughs> because this guy, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this, this, uh, you know, we got the trial going on, right? So you got this lady, this Andrea Constant or whatever. Now, we know Bill Cosby is guilty. Uh, and it's the system's job to make another ploy saying, uh, no, these women are crazy. I mean, that's the way the system works, whatever. Uh, but he's definitely guilty. We know, we all know he's guilty. This is like OJ shit. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> not to be sexist, but Miss Constant, it, it, it's not helping your cause when you don't dress up for court. Her hair is all over the place. Now, I know a lot of people can say, like, well, she, she should choose to. No, no, no. Dress up nice. Fix your hair. Comb your hair. Do you know how many people? I, there was a woman who's a partner now at our law firm. But before she was a partner, I used to have to tell her, all right, color your hair. It's a little great. You look like a mad scientist. Groom your hair. And then she became partner. I, I'm, I'm not saying it just to women. I'm saying Phil Spector. Are you an asshole? You're on trial for whatever the hell you were doing, rape or whatever. Why put you, groom yourself. Look like a person. You remember when Eminem was on trial? Never did anybody want to be so white in court. You wouldn't have ever known he was a rapper or that he was any kind of thug whatsoever. He looked real nice in court and that was the right thing to do. I mean, the guy told when I went to jail, you know, for my, uh, my, my big license plate scam, the guy said, hey, mess, make sure you dress up when you turn yourself in. You want to look good in front of the judge. It's like the rule of thumb. I don't know who her attorney is, but this lady's an idiot. Her hair looks stupid, and the, you don't think if, we, if movies and TV have taught us anything, it's like jurors, they take that into consideration. They're like, look at this wackadoodle. If you want to make your case, groom yourself. It, it, it seems like the most obvious thing. And and, and Bill Cosby going like, no, no, she." What I said, I said, she's got it all backwards. What I said is, I said, take, if you take, if you take the red pill, then you you wake up the next morning like the whole thing never happened. But if you take the blue pill, you see how far the rabbit hole goes with my finger in your pussy. I just want to say that I, so she took the blue pill. I offered her the blue pill and the red pill. What do you want me to take? She took the blue pill. Then you see, she entered the matrix all on her own. Giggity. I mixed up the genres again. I went from Cosby to Family Guy. No, see, you just take the blue It's herbal. You see how far my finger go, but if you take the red pill, the journey ends here, and I'll send you back home and what would later become an Uber. Because I'm a great guy, and that's what I like to do. When I get the, there's always a kid in the street. You never understood who he was. You know what I'm saying. Push it to the limit. When I said, I gotta learn the lyrics. Walk along the razor's edge. Don't look down, just keep your head. Let me see if I can get it. 
I can never remember lyrics. Push it to the limit. Oh, wait, I missed it. Push it to the limit. Walk along the razor's edge. Don't just keep your head if you're in it. You push it. Open up the limit. Yeah. Turn. That's what they always said in the 80s. How to keep it. How to keep it. If it was the 70s, they would have said, hey, go for it. Let me tell you something. I love this country. I love this country. It's a great country, you know. And you can be anyone and do anything. But you got to come illegally, man. You know? You gotta come in legally, you gotta make yourself a citizen. And then you can live the American dream. Which everyone apparently is very jealous of still. You might have America, but I you're jealous and you're loyal. Welcome to the limit. Listen, I think we're going to end the show right here. I really got nothing except singing this song, so I don't see how we could not possibly end it on this song. Well, I'm sorry I was in such a bad mood today, but I guess I had a lot to say, and I think we had a pretty good time, I guess. I don't know. When I hear this back, I'm probably going to be mad at myself, but... Oh, very angry. Hopefully next week I won't be, and uh, everything will be back to the way it should be. Just nonstop laughs and a good time, right? It's a good time podcast. I mean, why are we getting political? It's just sometimes you got to get angry, and you got to make a move. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we do here on the Dave Joskow Podcast. Because go ahead. Hey, listen. Hey, Sosa. You got a problem with what I'm doing. Make a move, man. Hey, listen. Everybody, I just want you to enjoy your week. Have a great time. Summer's coming. And we'll see you next time. And remember, push it to the limit. <laughs>